Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning! This is Liam S. Smith coming at you on the radio waves live from Perth, Western Australia. We're on the internet, that's not live. radio. This is not live at we all. We are streaming to twitch.tv. We've got cameras what? there, there, there and what? there. What? We're in your bedroom. Why do you have cameras in your bedroom? What are you doing here? I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, one of the other co-hosts. One of the other many co-hosts that's that right. I, I cycle in and out on the we, various JoJo's World projects. That, that's right. You see, got... what you don't know, Nick, because you never look at the, the public pod feed, Correct. is that I'm currently up to um, Stardust Crusaders with two other co-hosts what? and Phantom Blood with another what? one. What? But I thought I was the main co-host. <laughs> Ah, uh, this is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast, but today we are talking about King of Fighters Destiny, the King of Fighters fighting game based uh, 3D animated web series. I love that your passion is waning so hard, but mine is like, I'm getting oh, kind of bored of this King show, of Nick. Oh, you can't get bored of the show. It's so good. It's so ridiculous. What is this game? It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So King of Fighters Destiny is the story of a bunch of fighters and they all want to be the King of Fighters, but only one of them is named King. Yes. And I'm not talking about King from Tekken, I'm talking about King from King of Fighters. You're telling me there's multiple kings in multiple fighting games, neither of whom are necessarily the King of Fighters. No. However, they could be. One of them has the potential and the other could be the King of Tekken. <laughs> you mean the King of the Iron Fist the, tournament? The Tekking. <laughs> the Tekking. Yeah. Nick. Yes. What'd you think of the few episodes we watched today? So I didn't watch episode four? Because it four? was Geese side story. It was entirely like uh, concept still art, images. still images about Geese, Geese's backstory. Uh, just a couple of quick points from that. He grew up in Stroheim Castle, mm -hmm. possible Jojo reference. Mm -hmm. Almost definitely. Yeah. And his younger brother, Krauser, kicked him out of the <gasps> family home. was like, Krauser, you aren't. You, true Stroheim blood doesn't flow through your veins. And then they fought and he was like, uh, he said a, a crucial and stupid line. <laughs> Geese was like, kill me now or I'll come back and kill you. And then brother was like, like it or not, we're brothers, but get lost. You're no longer needed here. So Geese left Stroheim Castle. Okay. And then went to the same martial arts school as Jeff. Oh, and that's where they became best friends. They'll feel the hatred and terror of Geese Howard, okay, he said not. as his face cross-faded into the sky. Wait, did he already have purple eyes at this point? Yeah, that's kind of his whole thing. What? So he and Jeff grew up training mm -hmm. until one day Geese came to Jeff and was like, no, hang on. <laughs> you got to get this right because I didn't watch yeah. this. <laughs> Jeff came to Geese and was like, Geese, are you planning on stealing the secret scroll? And Geese was like, yep, I don't like that you're the only one who's allowed to have it. <laughs> and they fought and then Jeff won because he was, Geese always thought he was much stronger than Jeff, but Jeff was actually much stronger than Geese. He was holding back. Yeah. Uh, and he, he could have caved in his face against the wall with a single punch, but he didn't. Oh, interesting. And then he was like, like it or not, we're brothers, but get lost. You're no longer welcome here. And then Geese was like, I've got to leave and I've got to become stronger and I've got to kill Jeff in front of his two adopted kids. He knew it in his mind. That was the exact thing he had to do and he knew what year to do it in. Yeah, and he knew what mailbox to do it out the front of. <laughs> Is this the reason why you're getting bored? Because we haven't seen the mailbox in the last three episodes? <laughs> uh, and that's basically the whole Geese backstory episode. So, so him and Jeff trained and then Jeff was like, you're going to steal the thing. And Geese Fuck was like, you. I deserve the secret scroll. Only one person can have it and it should be me. And Jeff was like, Geese, come on. Why did Geese want the secret scroll? Because he wants to be the ultimate 
student of this martial art and he thinks he deserves the secret scroll and he doesn't like that Jeff has it and he doesn't. Okay. See, it's like if you have a ball and a dog sees that you have the ball and it wants to take it from you, but then if you just give it to it, it doesn't want it. Is that how dogs work? Sure. Oh. I always assumed that dogs would just be like, a ball, a ball, a ball. And then if you like held out your hand with the ball, they'd be all like, give me the ball and well, then run it's off It's the no-take, the only-throw principle. Oh, I see. Kind of. I see. No give, only take. <laughs> me, geese. <laughs> only... Th- no friendship, only scroll. Yeah. No sons, only death. <laughs> no Jeff, only geese, Howard. Yeah. Sorry, kids. Geese is your dad now. You've been double adopted. <laughs> Fuck. This isn't even, like, the last adoption that we see. There's, like... Oh, no, wait. No, that wasn't adoption. That was just serial killers. Sorry, no. Because you... Before you said, oh, yeah, some guy adopted two serial killers or something. Or the two serial killers adopted a pet person. No, I misspoke. I yeah, was saying there yeah. were... Okay, there were... I don't know if they're necessarily serial killers, but I did say that. They're criminals, at least. Two criminals in the King of Fighters tournament, mm. but I stuttered a bit and Nick thought that I said, when I was saying he's one of two serial killers, he thought I was saying he's the pet of two serial killers. And I went, King of Fighters has gotten way weirder and than I thought. all a conversation that occurred off air. Anyway, new episode. Vroomph. It's episode five. Five. Kyo is sitting on his bed He's meditating His phone is on It's not even on silent That feels like bad meditation practice If you've got messenger or anything Not on mute You're in deep shit It's it's standard ring Standard ring Nick I know but that's what I'm saying If you get a messenger message It's just gonna vibrate and be like Yeah And you'll be all like Oh my meditation is ruined Ruined But standard ring It's not even like a calming meditation song As his ringtone True If it was Maybe what you need is like uh, 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 one of those, one of those like, um, what, what's the things that hang, those bells that hang and they're like, dun, 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 when the wind Like a blows. gamelan? No, a gamelan is like a thing you hit with a... It's a series of bells. Gamelan, a series of bells? Sure. I thought a gamelan... Bells of a certain sort. I thought gamelan was like a Malaysian xylophone. Yeah. They're bells. They're bells? I think they're arguably bells. I thought they were big pieces of metal that are like curved. Nick, define bell for me. Conical piece of metal, not curved. Don't be ridiculous with anyway. Me. It's Kyo's dad who's like, I can't believe you young kids are off having KOF without me. And Kyo's all like, Oh, well, I mean, you can come along if you want. Like, we can just get a plane ticket for you or yeah. something. Tell Betamaru to book a flight for me and I can be your special coach. Dad, I felt the presence of Arachi. Is the sacred seal okay? Dad looks behind him at the sacred sealed sword. Yeah, it seems fine to me. I've been in here all day. I don't see any necromantic energy here. What you talking about, Kyo? As long as I'm here, your seal is safe. Also, I'm fucking sick of your mum pushing me around. What, just like a horrid woman and then... What did you say to me? The silhouette of mum is in the doorway and like he's... I'm not entirely sure what this word means, but I would describe... uh... (laughs) Hang on, hang on. You would describe the word? No. Okay. Let me finish. No. (laughs) I would describe Kyo's dad in this scene Mm -hmm. as a simp. Wow. Wow. I can't remember what the simp is again. Because he's like, it's me. It's my lifelong pleasure to serve you, honey. Uh. I'm going to clean the kitchen. Yes, yes, right away, right away. (laughs) Wow. So he is basically just whipped into action. Oh, you can just finish the sentence and whipped. Oh, okay. He's he's whipped, Mm -hmm. hard whipped by the mother. 
who's like, you're not going fucking anywhere. And then as he leaves, ominous purple smoke glows on the sacred sword. <gasps> what could it mean? Meanwhile, Geese is in his penthouse apartment in Geese Tower, listening to Wagner's Ride of the Valkyries and swinging his fingers out of time with the music. And bopping his head as if it's like a smooth jazz, yeah. like sweet beat where he's like, mm, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. As like, dun 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 it's got that real, like, nouveau feel, you know? That real chic, le classique. So we think Geese is German because he grew up in Stroheim Castle and he likes Wagner. But I noted he was not listening to that one song from The Godfather that was listed as the kind of music he likes. These guys have done no research into the characters. <laughs> they have no respect. They didn't even attempt to get the rights to The Godfather <laughs> OST. Do you reckon maybe they did and it was rebuked and they went... Uh... Public domain Wagner <laughs> He gets a text from Billy Being like the goods are good I unloaded that truck from last episode um, I think he sends a response to him Being like great good. Don't um... text me after 11 Billy This is Geese's time <laughs> This is my private hour alright I have very important things to do Nude Tane He calls a figure only in his phone as R <gasps> And Who he's could like it be? The goods are good We'll do the plan Ha 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 ha. Beep. Who is it? Who could it be? Is it Geese? Oh no, he's Geese. Oh my god, he's is, Geese. Is it? Is it Terry? Meanwhile, the protagonists... Where's Terry? ...are in their Japanese hotel room, mm -hmm. being like... <laughs> I forgot, we're in America, but it's a Japanese hotel yep. room. Yep. Kyo, are you so scared about the tournament that you're hallucinating the Orochi? No. No. Why would I be scared? Diamond, book a flight. We need Dad to help us fight this snake demon. Oh, all right, sure. And Benamaru, I need you to gather information on the rest of the tournament participants. Because even though there's an, a world-ending demon potentially on the loose, we do still need to win this martial arts tournament. Mm. Benamaru is all like, well, I can do that. And then Rachel calls. Oh my God. And he's all like, oh, time. perfect timing, Rachel, Rachel. need you to pull me the dossiers on all the other participants. Also, how's that search for Yuri Sakazaki going? Cut to London, England. Uh, no comma. Yep. London, England. London, England. We meet uh, two members of Team Girls. <laughs> no, it's the Queen's team. Yeah, they do we basically be like... explicitly stated. After they very explicitly reject Team Girls or whatever. Team Girls? No. Team need, Girl Power? We need a name that strikes fear into their heart. What about the Queen's team? Says, yeah, I like says that. Says the character named King. Says Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. So King and Yuri are walking down the street being like, we want to enter the King of Fighters tournament because we want money. We have no idea how they know each other or who they are. No, but, but they all know each other. Yeah, they're girls. They so know each other. Yuri wants to enter the tournament to prove herself to her brother mm -hmm. and father. Is it to prove herself or is it to fight? Both. Okay, gotcha. Yep, yep. Classic. Classic King take on Kung thinks Fu. about the prize money <laughs> and like, you know, in those game shows... Mm -hmm. Where you go into, into like a vacuum tube full of like dollar bills. Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that starts happening around her in her mind. Like the best game in the Price is Right? Is it Price is Right or is it a different game? Couldn't tell you. Don't watch a lot of game shows. Okay, great. Hey, who's Yuri? Yuri Sakazaki. The brother of, no, the sister <laughs> of Ryo Sakazaki. Hey, you remembered that it's not Ryu. Yeah. Ah, well done. I'm, I'm very glad. She's 17 years old. Bit young, I guess. Her I don't birthplace know. is Japan, but she doesn't really remember it very well. Oh, 
Wait, does she live in America now? Yeah, she lives right. in America with her brother in the, in dojo. the dojo that he runs. True, true. <laughs> Occupation student. Ah. Likes her friends. Earrings that are a keepsake of her late mother. Damn, that got dark very quickly. Dislikes. Mm-hmm. Octopuses. Indecisive men. People who look like octopi. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Not there's, a fan there's, of mind flayers. There's, there's a, th- a three chain link between these things. She doesn't like octopuses mm-hmm. or octopi. She doesn't there's like... octopuses. Doesn't like... What was it? Weak men? Indecisive men. Indecisive men and men that look like octopi. People that look like octopi. Sorry. Pe- now, indecisive <laughs> this men... This is falling apart, Nick. Do, do indecisive men look like octopi? Probably not. Ooh, this needs further investigation. Her hobbies are experimenting with cooking and karaoke. Oh, we're going to get an episode where she's in the kitchen being like, hey guys, I made us these things. And then the other two ladies are like, oh, that's going to be the same episode where we see Billy Kane do laundry for six hours. (laughs) It's just like, this looks terrible. Don't tell her that. She's very self-conscious of her great cooking. Her favorite food, mild curry, pickled ume, shortcake, dishes she cooked herself, kasujiru, daikons and fish. Hmm. 14 sports is softball. Softball? Softball. That makes sense. She does look like a softball player. This might be the first time that the sport actually makes <laughs> sense for the character. And her fighting style is Ryu Karate and an arrangement of personal styles. Ooh, like kicking people. Kicking people. Real hard. She has a headband and yoga pants and a singlet so that she can move freely and punch people right the fuck up. <laughs> Is she inspired by... Um... I don't know. I have oh, no info. Damn. I have no behind-the-scenes info on Yuri Sakazaki. Well, she reminds me What of was your question? She reminds me of Sakura from... Cardcaptor Sakura. Uh, not quite. From Street Fighter. Like, I, don't, I don't know. She's like a, a schoolgirl character who's like similar to like Ryu and Ken, kind of. Oh, you mean like how everyone in Street Fighter is kind of just another yeah, version of Ryu? Yeah, um, But she's like a schoolgirl who's like, I'm going to punch you, and she's like... Her, she's a little bit untamed in her like power strikes and stuff. Anyway, she's a she's a cool character. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> okay. I don't know if she's inspired by it, but maybe she is. Maybe she is. No one knows. And King mm-hmm. is Who a loves skill money. fighter. I swear, if her likes are money. Her job is bar owner or bartender of Illusion Bar. Sick. She likes her kid brother. Her pet cat. And then there's just a line of dialogue, which is, perhaps I should say my beautiful face, laughs. <laughs> so she likes that quote of herself? <laughs> or is this like they interviewed the character? I guess so. None of the other ones have that. <laughs> Weird. Okay, sure. She dislikes grubby guys. Ooh, don't no, we all? She won't like Terry. Wow, okay. Way to diss Terry. I mean, we know. He's we, not we know grubby. he doesn't bathe. He's not grubby. His hobbies, her hobbies are collecting wine glasses and making original cocktails. That lines up with her job. Yep. Favorite food: vegetables, wine. I'm a vegetarian, so anything without meat is fine. Huh. There you go. Fourteen sports is billiards. Billiards. Oh, I guess she does run a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Special skill: creating cocktails. Favorite music: jazz rock, fighting style, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. We've had that already from yeah, someone. Yeah, what's his name? From, not Ben. Joe? Joe. That's his name. Oh, I sense a rivalry in the midst. Ooh, double Muay Thai fight. King's appearance in the first game was made to hide her gender, with the game's player even using he to refer to the character. A real oh. Samus Aran situation. Yeah, there. very interesting. What year um, did that Dunno. come out? Hmm. It was a different time. <laughs> A woman couldn't just enter the King of Fighters tournament. It needed to be her a brother man. or father would stop her. It's a real Mulan 
rags to riches tale. At first, the real Moulin Rouge situation. At first, she was marketed as a he, and then he was a she. And they had to hide their love from the Duke or the Count or whatever. You mean geese? <laughs> yeah. So they're like, you want to enter the King of Fighters tournament? Yeah, I want to enter the King of Fighters tournament. I want all this money. And she does this like, as I said, she does this big like cash grab laughter fantasy sequence. But where she's like, I could sell my invitation she, for the money. The voice actor is doing like huge, like, like maniacal belly laughs. And then her mouth is just perfectly still. And like all these rocking laughs are coming uh, out of it. Ha, 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 ha. Kind of that. You but can't, you can't do real it laughter. because, yeah. because you, your body to do that amount of laugh would need to be... Standing, arms outstretched, as if to be cradling two giant globe, like bowling ball globes, of either money. side of money, pure money yeah. on either side, being like, "I've done it." And then Yuri makes a really unsettling face, where she looks like, "I'm sorry, I'm just gonna eat my apple now." I'm also high. Yeah, mm. she does look like she's high. Mm. But we're gonna get our third fighter. Why, mayhaps our third member of our team <laughs> is mayhaps. Because it's May. Oh, no, I guess it's my. My haps. Okay. <laughs> Mayhaps our third member of the team is even now getting assaulted in that alleyway over there. Why, whoever could it be? Could it be the excessively large-breasted woman that we've been seeing in the intros since who knows when? Since episode one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's my Shiranui. Why, who's my Shiranui? Why, she's wearing a cool detective-looking trench coat that she soon discards for, like, a traditional ceremonial Japanese garb. She fights with fans. But and, who and is And she's she? being attacked by a bunch of, like, generic anime rapists. <laughs> they were just like, we own these streets, you son of a bitch. And she's all like, no, you don't. <laughs> Fuck off. This is London, England, thank you very much. I can do what I this want. This is a pre-Brexit world. <laughs> I could drive down to fucking London and then drive down to France in the same day. Yeah, I've got freedom of movement throughout the EU, motherfucker. <laughs> you can't do shit to me. I'm from Japan. <laughs> um, her job is Shiranui Ninja and heiress to the Sh Shiranui clan. Wait, so she her job is ninja? Yep. Her job, day to day... Someone's job has got to be ninja. <laughs> well, you're going to pull up your friggin' uber ninjutsu app and get like a part-time gonna outsource your ninja work to yeah. somewhere else no of course not you want someone who dedicates their life to the traditions of the ghost and only then can they defend Tsushima from the mongol hall if hordes. they're not shinobi they're not worth the time of day i heard a factoid recently that i don't know to be true about mm. uh the historical underpinnings of recent video game ghost of tsushima go on which is that the mongols attempted to invade japan twice uh-huh one time they landed and were pretty successful before they were fucked up by a hurricane yep and then the second time they tried again and on their way there they were fucked up by a hurricane that is a true fact that is a legitimately true fact. You know how I know that's a true fact? How? Because in the Bill Wirtz video, History of Japan, or Bill Wirtz? Bill makes the claim, backed up by evidence and research, that when the Mongols attempted to invade Japan the first time, they, would, they, they got there, and then they were hit by a hurricane. And then they tried again. And then they were hit by a hurricane. And they didn't this try again. more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. And that was it. She likes her ornamental hairpin. It's a keepsake from her grandmother. She also likes spending time with Andy. Oh. Dislikes spiders. Don't we all? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. What about people that love spiders? Do you reckon they like walk around society just like you or me and go, hey, 
I'm a fan of spiders. No, I don't. And then as soon as... No, I don't, Nick. Oh. Oh, that okay. would be something a crazy person would do. <laughs> Just walking around. Hey, I like spiders. Mind you, my friend Drew's kind of like that. <laughs> something is right. You said that would be crazy. Then immediately said, oh, my friend is a bit like that. Her Who's hobbies include cooking. Uh-huh. Real theme with these three women. Is, the, is it is it poor character design? Is that what this is? Specifically making boxed lunches and traditional Japanese New Year's dishes. Ah, okay, that's a bit different. And dieting. Interesting choice. I wonder... Hmm. Favourite food, rice cake soup, sweet red bean covered rice balls. Nice. Forte in sports, Japanese badminton. Nice. Special skill, traditional Japanese dressmaking. Ah, Favourite nice. music, heavy metal. Marry me. Nick's cup just, runneth over. Just, oh my god, this is perfect. And finally, weapon butterfly fan and fighting style, Shiranui Ryu Ninjutsu. Nice. She a ninja. Due to Mai's vast popularity among fans around the world, she's been in most promotional art, game arts, themes, and merchandise out of any character, making her the female mascot and sex symbol of SNK. Hmm. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> we do have, not in this episode, but I think in like... A couple episodes? In the press conference episode. Yeah, in the press conference episode. There's a lot of... There's just like three whole scenes dedicated to being like, wow, her body is beautiful. <laughs> she has got it going on. Damn. In an interview with one of the series designers, Shinkiro, he replies that Mai was the most difficult character il to illustrate. He comments, I thought she was going to burst out of her costume. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wait, is that her in Fatal Fury? Yeah, she's a, she's a Fatal Fury oh, alumnus. She's from Fatal Fury. Yep, she was she's... originally not planned to be included in Fatal Fury at all as her fighting style was created for a different male ninja. Ah. When developers shifted their focus to include an idol character in the series, they decided to scrap the Shirinui man for Mai. Nice. Her characteristic bounce was loosely modified from the Kunoichi method of assassination to be sensual to their unassuming prey before they strike. Yep. Yep, that tracks. That really tracks. Have you ever played a King of Fighters game and seen The Bounce? No. Um, you know how... It... I'm not a pervert, oh. Nick. I've never played a King of Fighters game. <laughs> uh, let's just say, you know how in every single promotional material you see her leaning over a lot? And she does that like six times in these yeah, two episodes. That's her normal fighting stance. Right. And she like sways from side to side with like her fan at the ready to just fuck you up. It's very distracting. <laughs> it, it, they did a good job. So yeah, all these generic like London rapists are here. And I, they're not generic London rapists. They're yeah, they generic they're JoJo's bystanders. They're literally there being like, oh man, three women boss. Can we have one of them? <laughs> oh, can I have the Lolita? I watched that movie and felt very confused. <laughs> I feel like I should seek therapy for some of my uh, more unsavory impulses. And then the big guy's like, no. Bam! Don't take the Lolita. Oh, I'll take the Lolita because I watched it and had no unsavory feelings whatsoever. And then the two and guys are like... that's why I'm going to have sex with this... And the two <laughs> guys are like, you should feel some kind of conflict inside your boss. That's probably not very healthy. And he's all like, shut up, I'm the boss here. So he's like seven feet tall and eight feet wide. And the other two are just kind of generic. They've got... One of them looks like a member of like... What was that band from ages ago? Like AMI or whatever it was. Sure. Yeah, he's got a lot of eyeliner. He's got a scar. He looks like a Guitar eye. Hero three character creator. Yes, he does. He's balding quite violently. And then uh, Yuri and King are also in the alleyway. Yuri does her signature apple throw, and oh, we're all gonna fight. Mai takes off her trench coat, reveals her traditional dress. They all beat up some goons. Uh, Yuri does a sick like bicycle kick at one point. Yeah. 
she also just like slaps a like loosed wrist slaps a guy in the face for like great damage it's pretty dope king's just kicking butt king uh is all king, star king does something very similar to the um the slapping where she does like multiple kick yeah, slaps like a um you would raise your your foot up to someone's head face. and then you would hinge it on your knee Mm. Like, but keep your upper leg entirely still. Right. Requiring great control. I'm sure. Of the leg. Something I cannot do. And Maya's just like throwing her fans around and throwing fireballs. And then the guy attacks them with a lightning chain. By which I mean he attacks them with a huge iron chain that he found somewhere. And it's electrified. I don't know how you're getting bored of this show. And then they kill him. You were just like, when you saw this you were like, oh my god, he what? They throw fireballs at him and he dies. Yeah, no, they literally just throw some fireballs at him and then King... Kicks the shit out of him. Just does like, a pulls a, a Jeff kick where she like jumps in the air. Like an axe kick. Brings down the leg. Bam. Look at him go. And then Yuri is all like, oh, you're knocked out already. Wow, guys, we sure did beat up those marauding bandits well. We should enter the King of Fighters tournament together. All right. And they do. And they do. And what should they call themselves? The Queen's team. And they do. You, they you all are, know their secret handshake, even they've after they've just named the team. It's not even that like secret. It's just a normal thing to do. If we were gonna do like a one, two, they all three, put their hands in like the mighty ducks. Yeah. And if we okay, if and you and say, I one, two, three, Queen's team, bring it on, and they all like move their arms in the same motion and jump in the air at the same time. Yeah, but if we were to make something like that up, we would know. What oh we were no, ours say. would be much worse. <laughs> but, no, I can guarantee you, we would say two different things and do three different. Motions. Yeah, watch. Here, do it. Three, One, two, two three. Jojo ducks. Oh, okay, all right. I see where this is going. Okay, but Maya's like Andy. Watch out! I'm gonna fucking murder you. And then next episode beginneth. Next episode beginneth. Andy, Terry, and Joe are in the slum that they call home. What are we gonna do next? Don't worry, guys. I, Terry, have a plan. I'm gonna go stalk a woman. <laughs> So, you remember Angelina? The beautiful woman from the bar. Do you remember her? He follows her. To her hotel room? A hotel room. A hotel room. And there's a guy in there just wearing a towel who is like, the money has been transferred to my account. Not my's. Mine. Mine. Yes, mine. To mine account. To mine account, Lady I wonder Angelina. if Geese knows. Ha 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 ha. Sip big glass of red wine. Angelina's all like, <gasps> and then this is impossible. Then swill the red wine in the camera so we all marvel at how well the liquid is animated. And we're all like, that's not what would happen at all. Then raise the red wine to his lips and like the sipping noise plays like a solid second before the glass gets to his oh mouth. God, it's so bad. <laughs> I love it so much. You're so beautiful, Angelina. You're called the Rose of Muse. What does it mean? And I would like to have a taste of you. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. But what is the Rose of Muse? Well, she's red. Uh Uh-huh, like a rose. Red colour scheme. And, like, the Muse. Like, Well, uh, I'm shrugging real hard right now. Like Orpheus and Eurydice. Oh. You see, Matt is an artist. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thank you. I need so much more explanation. All I know is that... And then he tries to rape her. All I know is that Orpheus couldn't look behind him. Eurydice. Eurydice couldn't look behind him. Yeah. Her. Her. Because Orpheus was there being like... Because if you're trying to leave the underworld, you can't look back. Right. And Orpheus allowed her to leave the underworld. No. No. Orpheus tried to rescue her, I believe. Oh. I might be getting a couple of myths mixed up here. (laughs) Anyway, the point is... 
She ate a pomegranate and now there's winter. Oh, I get it. Because um, the gentleman's contract was that... The gentleman's he, contract. He would make some paintings and then... Musician. And then uh, he, he <laughs> would uh, go fight in the... King of Fighters tournament. tournament. There we go. It all comes full circle. So, like, there is, like, a surprisingly lengthy, like, attempted sexual assault here. What do you mean attempted? He definitely sexually assaults her. Okay, but, like, yes, you're right. Yeah. But I suppose what I meant was he doesn't... He doesn't go all the way, you know. He's just on top of her, like... Kissing her. Kissing her and groping her. In a very Which is also disgusting, but, like, he doesn't have, like, full penetrative intercourse with her. Here's the thing. Mm Mm-hmm. At this moment, Terry, like, shows up and throws him across the room. Yes. But what I don't understand is, when Angela entered the Angelina entered the room... She we, locked we, the door. No, we very explicitly got a, um... I assumed it was she enters, he comes out of the bathroom behind her, then mm. locks the door. Yes. And we, but either way, we very explicitly got a shot of the door being locked. And now Terry is just in the room. Yeah. How? Well, the door was unlocked before, wasn't it? Go on. In that split second ah, between Angelina used and Dad. instant transmission to hide in the closet. <laughs> Precisely. I use my power geyser to hide myself. It's a very subtle technique that I learned from a trucker on Route 66. It could be a very simple entrance into the Orient Express. Or perhaps it could be Wait, is this your Poirot? Of... I am trying very hard to make a France accent. Okay, well, Poirot's Belgian for first. Fuck! <laughs> um, I don't know what a Belgian accent is. Well, based on what I've seen of Poirot, it's basically a French one. <laughs> every single person who's ever made that movie is like, what's Poirot again? Is he French? It sounds pretty fucking French. All right, he's got a French accent. Terry kicks the crap out of this guy. He's like, transfer the money. And the guy's like, don't worry, I've got a gun. I'm going to shoot you in the head, Terry. He goes for his co- He goes for his shirt? He goes for his shirt, pulls out a gun. He's like, fuck you, you coward. Fires the bullet. Terry stands very, very still until the bullet is like a centimeter away from him. And then he shadow steps to the left and it misses. He straight up dodges the bullet. After no it's one been in shot. the hotel responds to the gunshot. <laughs> That is a good point. Even the woman who is immediately outside their room is just like, oh, there's a naked man over there in, in, a, in a scene's time. Not, there was just a gunshot in that room. Oh no, no one would care. I mean, this is a Japanese hotel in America. <laughs> it's obviously soundproof for Yakuza purposes. Ah. Yes. Terry like picks this guy up by the throat with one hand and pops his head off. I'm not going to say pops his head off is the right term, but almost chokes him to death. Yeah. Transfer the money. Okay, I'll transfer the money. And then he gets kicked out of the room with no clothes. And then it's like, oh, we hug. And we have a flashback to when I saved you from bullies as a kid. <gasps> Angelina and Terry hug. And they already had a hug before. Oh my God. And she had like a much worse fashion sense back then. What are you talking about? This is far more She's moderate. wearing... It's not... Okay, it's not really as glamorous. But also like purple beanie with cat ear lumps. Mm. No, thank you. I may have spoken too soon. <laughs> But maybe it's just what a normal beanie does. Well, she is the Rose of Muse. Oh, of course, of course. Because she wears red. Hey, why are you trying to protect me? We're friends! (laughs) I can't leave you alone! Thanks, Terry. Do you remember that voice? It it was very full on. Don't cry, you'll drain all the water out of your body. And dry up like a raisin. (laughs) Well then, I've got to go training with my father, who... I'm much older than I am in the flashback where we saw him die, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Let me just put on my signature red hat that my father gave me on the day he died. Anyway, gotta go train with my father. Let me do this cartwheel to profess my love for living. 
We, I feel like this scene needed a second draft because I can't, I can't see a version of that dialogue that doesn't explicitly contradict everything we've seen. I mean, surely this must have happened before he died. He's so much huger and that was like his 10th birthday. Look at him here. He's huge. Maybe it's just a bad translation. Maybe he means brother, not father. And they accidentally put down father instead of brother. But his father, his brother would be off in China learning from legitimate martial artists. Maybe it's an honorific father, you know? It's like the father at the dojo who I'm training under right now. Sure. You know, maybe it's like, yeah, my dad. You know, not my real dad, but my actual dad. Meanwhile, back in the present. Oh, Terry, how can I ever make it up to you for saving me? She Brief says. Brief moment of sexual tension. Cut mm-hmm. to a cafe. Oh, yeah, because Terry has like a stomach gurgle. And he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I haven't eaten in like six days. Cafe, uh, she orders a club sandwich with wasabi, chili, and mayonnaise sauce. And he gets the same. That's his signature order. Very refined and disgusting. My attention is immediately drawn to the coffee blackboard in the background. You, you immediately were like, oh, there's a flat white. That's yeah. an Australian. I thought that was an Australian variation of, of a coffee beverage, but it's on the Southtown American Japanese coffee board for $6. Maybe... That's an expensive coffee. Maybe it's a Japanese thing? Question mark? A flat white? Maybe? Perhaps? I mean, it's not. It's an Australian thing. Oh. Oh, never mind then. Coffee research segment. Do, do, do. What's the beans? Play the What's the Beans theme song. What's the beans? What's the beans? We get like a choir of people in the background just going, what's the beans? What's the beans? The earliest documented reference to the beverage date back to Australia in the mid-1980s. Dun dun. A review of the Sydney Cafe Miller's Treat in May 1983 refers to their flat white coffee. Dun dun! Another Sydney newspaper article in 1984 satirised a vogue for Cafe Latte, stating that Cafe Latte translates as flat white. Dun dun dun! What's the beans? This is a real segment. That was a bit now, loud. Yeah. By 2013, the flat white was available in Australian cafes in New York City, with Hugh Jackman co-owning one of them and endorsing the product. Okay, slow the fuck down. With the flat white becoming increasingly well-known globally, very large coffee shop chains such as Starbucks, Costa Coffee, Cafe Nero, Cafe Coffee Day, and pret a added flat whites to their menus. Starbucks debuted the flat white in... American stores on 6th of January 2015. But hold on, hold on. Hugh Jackman helped pioneer... Hugh Jackman. Helped pioneer... The international flat white. What? Well, I'm sure he needed a fun new coffee beverage to show off to his friends in New York that he liked to have dinner with, like, say, Donald Trump's children. Mm. Fact. Was that a fact? Yes. Oh, wow. All right. I mean, part of that was a fact. (laughs) He he is definitely... um, Friends with them. He is definitely Hugh Jackman. So they all have flat whites and it's all nice. I myself had one this very morning. I didn't. We don't like coffee. I hate I hate coffee so much. This may come as a shock to our listeners who assume that I'm always high on coffee. Well, of course, they know how much you're enthusiastic for our signature segment, Bean Time, or whatever I just called it. It's what's the beans? What's the beans? What's the beans? Come on, you got to get into it more. No, 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 I don't love this theme song. How can you not love the theme song? I just made it up there. Yeah, then. I could use a third pass. Okay, all right, hang on. What would you say it needs? You're here to enter the King of Fighters tournament, right, Terry? Yeah, that would be a good section. That's my voice. (laughs) Angelina, you're so much... Angelina, you smoke so much. (sighs) Yeah, you know me. They do call me the Rose of Muse, after all. (laughs) You know why they call me the Rose of Muse? Because my vocal cords bleed a lot. 
thus leading to bloody discharge when I sing. Geese is hosting the tournament because he wants to recruit promising fighters as his men. Ooh, like Billy Kane. Like Billy Kane. And I assume Kyo um, and or any other fighter who is entering this tournament, question mark? And if he does spot you, he'll try mess with you. If he does spot you, he'll try mess with you. You should leave. He, I'll never leave. Meanwhile, the protagonists are looking does, at their... Um, if he does spot you, he'll try mess with you. Yeah. He'll try mess with you. Why are you, you having trouble with this? I'm... I'm it, there's no mess with. It's just mess... It's... He'll try mess with you. He'll not... He's not going to try and mess with you. It's just he'll try mess with you. Oh, wait. No, that's a normal sentence. You're absolutely correct. A fiend. A fiend among jokes. Liam is reconsidering his life choices. Reconsidering my podcast co-host. <laughs> uh, if that didn't pick up on the audio, I informed Nick I was reconsidering my choice of podcast co-host. <laughs> it's like next week, Nick, don't show up to the podcast studio. Terry is looking stoic. No, now we're with the Japanese protagonists and they're looking at a picture of Terry. <gasps> because whenever Terry isn't around, everyone else should be looking at pictures of Terry. And asking, where is he? What does he do? Okay, so this is important. The board that they have, mm -hmm. for most people, it has, like, just based off what it says for King next to Terry, it says King, Muay Thai, but, and then, like, stats, like height and weight. Mm -hmm. But for Terry, it says Terry Bogart, Legend of the Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his fighting style. <laughs> so they, they basically have, like, this big vision board, yeah, I guess? It's not a vision board, it's like an evidence board. Yeah, and they basically just look at it and go, hmm, mm. who's who? Who are all these people? Just, Who are all these fighters and which one of them will be the king of fighters? Why they don't organise it slightly better is beyond me, but you know. You've got to give it up to Rachel. She did give them like a three sentence summary of Terry's whole life. That's Terry. Geese killed his adoptive father 10 years ago. He'll do anything for revenge. I mean, not to mention things like, oh, she got the name of this secret agent who is working on this case. Oh, this mysterious beret man. Yeah, the mysterious beret man. Geese is ruthless. He even killed his fellow disciple. He'll do anything to get stronger. Oh yeah, what's up with this beret moustache guy? Not moustache, eye patch. Hmm. Who could possibly Vroom, know? Soon in. Hydern, the mercenary king, professional soldier, intelligence expert, assassination. Europeans. Europeans? <laughs> that's an S, right? What? what? Yeah, that's an S. I'm, why is it Europeans? Europeans. Oh, well. And of course, on the side there, we have Brian Battler, who is an American footballer type. In fact, he's an American football MVP. Wow. He does not make another appearance in these episodes. Hmm, mysterious. So many names. We then have a- The hotel owners are like, why the fuck did you put up so many cork boards in our hotel room? <laughs> we then have a flashback. Yeah, a fl character we've never really met before has a flashback. <laughs> As we zoom into that photo. And his dying family are like, Daddy, no. And then a mysterious man who is clearly Rugal Bernstein <gasps> is like, Impressive. Not many can still survive a death blow from me. I'm going to pull your eye out now. <laughs> it's Why? more or less what he says. Why does he pull his eye out? For fun. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. I'll let you live for today, but I'll be taking a souvenir. Shing. Ah, maybe that's not his voice. Maybe it's more like... <laughs> I'll let you live for today, but I'll be taking a souvenir, see? I'll tell you what, my name's Rugal. I'll be taking a real souvenir. And you did kill her, didn't you? You damn hydern. No, it wasn't me. I, I couldn't possibly do it. Eh, I'll tell you what, I'll take your eye this time, Boyko, but I'll, I'll come back for the rest of you. Next episode, it's 3.12am in some sort of weird, like, uh... Neon landscape. No, like a, um... Like a, South Town City. Like a mill. 
A mill. Like a grain mill. Oh, like little silos. Yeah. Like a, a grain facility. Yeah. And Hyden bolts awake and is like, I had that dream again. Hyden, who is he? I've got a King of Fighters invitation on my mantelpiece, which is like a wooden box. Title card. Hydern. Job. Ikari Warriors Commander. Okay, sure. Likes. Oh, this is so sad. What? Likes. Photograph of his family. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We've just been making- Not his real family. They're dead. He likes photograph of his oh, family. It's fuck. all he's got. The worst part of that is- we were just making fun of him, being like, Daddy! And now it's like, photograph of family. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, that poor man. Dislikes Rugal Bernstein. As you would. And then in a later game, none. Wow. Presumably because Rugal is dead. And so he has purged himself of earthly dislikes. <laughs> and he is free to spend his time just enjoying that photograph of his family. It's like, you know, in um, The Good Place, how they're like, this is it. Time. Time is the key. And then... They're just sitting there enjoying life. It's like that, except he just has his photograph and is like, this is all I fucking have for the rest oh, yeah, of my and days. He breaks his iPad. No, his iPad. He breaks his, I guess, the monocle that he reads with. And he's like, no, there was time now. Time to look at this photo all I wanted. A man enters the room. Well done, Herdime. I'll be taking a souvenir now. <laughs> Pulls out his outright. <laughs> it's Rugal. Uh. Hobbies. Collecting metal figurines. Fishing. Wait, hang on. Collecting metal figurines. Yeah, he's really into Warhammer. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, sure. Favourite food? Black beer. Intestinal sausages. <laughs> weird choices, but okay. 14 sports hunting. Nice. Fighting style. Nice. Martial arts. Bit, bit redundant. <laughs> bit vague. And self-taught assassination techniques. Ah. Maybe he's an MMA fighter. Oh my god, he's on the same team as Ralph Jones and Clark Steele, the other military-looking guys. That oh, makes sense. That does make sense. Interesting. Mm -hmm. He was conceptualised to be a cold-blooded killing machine, but his designer grew attached to Hyden and gave him a tragic past. His hmm. namesake is a character from the anime space battleship Yamato. Oh shit, Hyden! I don't know who that is. Okay, yeah, I've not watched that show. I've heard it's good. I know space... I know Yamato, but I don't know... Um... Anything space else. battleship. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about the space or the battleship they're, they're in. His eccentric and uncommon fighting style surprised some of the staff and they humorously wondered if they should add a supernatural quality in his character history. Did they? Dunno. Hmm. Okay, in regards to his tragic past, the developer asked the planner what Rugal thinks of Hyden, as Hyden clearly despises him. He responded, Well, Hyden was basically just in the wrong place at the wrong time when he crossed paths with Rugal, and Rugal just swatted him like a fly, kicked him aside like a rock in the road. Hmm. It was Tuesday. Right? That's, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. I really liked um, back when they were doing a video game ship championship wrestling. Yep. Uh, and M. Bison, of course, was a character. Mm-hmm. And when uh, when he was doing doing well in a match or gearing up for a signature move, people would they say things in the Twitch chat like, it's about to be Tuesday. Or <laughs> Tuesday coming. Tuesday status confirmed. <laughs> Amazing. Of course, a reference to the Street Fighter live-action movie, uh, Raul Julia's last role as M. Bison, rest in peace, mm. where he famously intoned, For you, the day you met Bison was the most important day of your life. For me, it, it was, was Tuesday. Tuesday. Man, what a guy. Or that, like the day Bison came to your village or some bullshit like that. Yeah, the day that Bison murdered all of your family was a Tuesday. <laughs> 
I remember because I have it right here in my calendar. (laughs) (laughs) I remember because it was the most important day of my life and I'll never forget it. It was vividly in my mind. (laughs) It's like, was it Wednesday? No, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, I remember very distinctly. Everyone's at Geese Tower for the big King of Fighters media event. Oh, because they're all approaching. Billy's there. He's not wearing a shirt at the press conference. Feel like he should be. You were very offended by He's him. hosting it, you know? Get dressed up, Billy. He's got to show off his form. It's a fighting tournament. You In an MMA weighing thing, they have to take off their clothes, right? It's like that. They're not doing that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but he's hosting. Matt, the rapist scumbag is also there i think oh from the hotel yeah or it could just be another generic character model he does have the same glasses and the same face he looks a bit like pre-heel turn eisen from bleach i'm gonna say yes you all remember bleach i remember bleach i I wish i didn't (laughs) actually i think okay i think that turn of phrase was a joke from the most recent h-bomber guy so i'm just crediting that where it's due That, that was a roller coaster of references I'm just saying. I remember Bleach. I wish I didn't. <laughs> so, Kyo and crew enter. We're here to be protagonists. Oh, Ben is loving the camera. Thank you. The Thank camera you. loves him, baby. Oh, I Goro, love you all. Goro says something for once. What does he say? I don't know. I missed it. Oh, fuck. And then a new character, Athena. Oh. <gasps> Athena. Athena Asamiya. Asamiya. Who the hell is Athena Asamir? Athena Asamir? Who the hell is Athena (laughs) Asamir? What's the beans with Athena Asamir? Well, here's the beans, ladies and gentlefolk. Is she from Her family and relatives include... No, she's from Japan. What? Her family and relatives include Princess Athena, ancestor. Oh. Job and occupation is pop singer and student. Oh, okay. She's a pop singer. Yeah. Couldn't you tell from the purple hair? No. Because I was telling you, she either comes from the country country where... The popular chain of Australian cafes, Miss Maud's, comes from. uh, Because they all... I don't know if they're multinational. Neither do I. And I don't care. All I know is they have to wear those ridiculous outfits and I feel so bad for the people working there. (laughs) Um, Or she was something else that I had no clue about. (laughs) And she was. And she was. What do you know? The answer was right there before us. She likes her Peter Rabbit tea set and letters from fans. Mm. Dislikes grasshoppers. This is the most idle bullshit. Her hobbies include creating homepages, shopping by catalogue and online. And astrology and fortune telling. Why would you enjoy making homepages? Oh, she's a regular, uh, she's into coding, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, oh, I'm going to make one page of the website and that's it. Like what? Favourite food. Mamiji manju. Things with kinako dissolved in milk. Ooh. Strawberry daifuku. Ooh. And sakura daifuku. And churros. Ooh. Forte in sports is lacrosse. Nice. Special kill skill singing. Favourite music, J-pop. Makes sense, makes Fighting sense. Fighting style, psychic powers, and Chinese martial arts. <laughs> She's a character originally from Psycho Soldier, which is a video Psycho game, Soldier. I assume. What in the world? It's an action arcade game. Huh. So not a fighting game? A spiritual just... sequel to the Athena game released a year earlier, Psycho Soldier continues the adventures of Athena and is noteworthy for being the first video game with a vocal in-game soundtrack. Oh. 
Sweet. In the last game, Athena was a mystical, almost divine figure loosely based on the goddess of Greek myth Athena, who fought her way through several otherworldly lands in order to destroy various monsters and evil beings who threatened the peace of the land. Mm -hmm. In modern times, a young girl also named Athena displays special psychic abilities that allow her to unlock a number of hidden powers within herself. She hopes to one day use these skills not only to help others, but to advance her stage career as a future pop idol. I was going to say to help herself, but that really is. It's kind of like how Ryu Hayabusa is in Dead or Alive sometimes, I guess. Ryu Hayabusa? From Ninja, Ga- Ninja Gaiden. Oh, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. True. He is, isn't he? Yeah. That's weird. Although less weird in this because it is kind of a mashup game already. Yeah. So she's there with her two teammates who I don't care about. There's Sai Kenso, he gets no characterization, and then the Japanese protagonists spend a long time talking to Chin Gensai, an old man. Who, he's just a very old man with a lot of hair. A master of Chinese Kenpo, and he's like, I'm here to give my students some good experience. Aww, oh, that's nice. And we're all like, great. And they all are very respectful to each other. Benamaru doesn't understand the ways of honour. And just sort of stands there as the other two bow. Yeah. And then Kyo's all like, bow, you fucking asshole. Fucking Benamaru. What a fucking Then some soldiers come in and Benamaru's like, look at those dumb looking soldiers. (laughs) Literally says that. Yeah. Ralph Jones. (gasps) Who's Ralph? He's another soldier. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) You're just over the, I'm not going to look up more characters. There's just so many in this episode. There really are. There's a lot. Many of this year's participants look tough. I hear that the American sports team is entering as well. Who are they? Well, I assume it has Chuck Battler or whatever that guy's name on their vision board was. Oh, the, not boxer, the um, footballer. footballer. Yep. Yeah, probably. Then the Queen's team comes in. Mai's at the front showing off her. Mai's loving the camera. She's showing off her assets. Yuri is insecure about her small bust size. And And um, that's the one joke that every anime has to do. Yep. And then, who should show up but Ryo? Ryo, her brother. And also (gasps) Robert. Roberto. It's Roberto, isn't it? It's Robert. No, it's Roberto. It's Robert. I thought it was Roberto. Well, it's Robert. But it must be Roberto. It's gotta be. You're gonna make me fact check this? I wanna I wanna see if I'm wrong. I genuinely need to re- know if it's Robert or Roberto. It's a footballer. <laughs> Robert. Son of a bitch. He duped me again. I played you like a goddamn fiddle. Uh, he needs to live out his King of Fighters. I'm a big girl, brother. You can't tell me not to enter the King of Fighters tournament. Oh yeah, can't we, Robert? Uh, uh you know, I don't know which side to pick here. I, Robert, I... if you take his side, our friendship is over. Oh, our but friendship I... or something more? No, just friendship. <laughs> just friendship. I'm Yuri. We're only friends. Rio walks forward angrily, and Robert throws himself between them. I can't let you do this. Let's Rio. calm down and talk about this. Uh, and Yuri's all like, blah. Yuri walks points. away and bumps into two serial killers. What's, what are their names? Chang Kohan. Who has a big, big iron boulder that he's polishing lovingly. Love my big orb. Mm. <laughs> yes. It's like a cannonball. He's huge. He looks like Bluto from Popeye. Fuck, you are not wrong. <laughs> he's got a big bushy beard. Watch large. where you're going or you'll get hurt. And then like Freddy Krueger gets on his shoulder and is like, yeah, watch yourself. It really is just Freddy Krueger. Actually, it's, it's Choi Bounge. Wow, I was so wrong. Bounge? Choi Bounge. Ba- wow. 
Bound. Not mm-hmm. not boongie, but bound. I don't know. I have no idea either. You're allowed to use weapons in the King of Fighters tournament? Hey guys, don't be mean. I'm Kim Kafuan, the third member of this team. I'm a Taekwondo champion and I'm really nice. And all of us are just like, how many more characters are in this show? You're the strongest Taekwondo fighter in the world. Why are you teaming up with those criminals? Oh, they're my disciples. Even ex-cons can follow the... Like, I actually want to look these guys up. Because <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm half remembering like maybe they are conning this guy. Oh, that's a neat twist. So let's do Freddy Krueger first. Who Joy Bounge is actually wearing the Freddy Krueger clothes in his. He has a wife and children. Parentheses never mentioned. Wow. Don't know what that means. Okay. He's a job uh, recidivist criminal, Taekwondo student, formerly a butcher. He likes the talons he made for himself. He dislikes (laughs) konyaku jelly. His hobbies are slicing stuff. His favorite food is crab. Hmm. Fourteen sports is rhythmic gymnastics. And a one, and a two, and a slicey, dicey. His favourite music is Choi Bound Ondo. His entrance music. His intro music? Yeah. Oh. Got electrical powers. Oh, Bound, more appropriately spelled and pronounced as Bungay. Bungay! Bungay! Means lightning, which suits his electrical powers. Huh, there you go. Based on Freddy Krueger, we all could have guessed that. Mm-hmm. He is basically Freddy. He was a late night predator who chanced to have stalked on Kim during one of his nightly walks. After he was bested by his prey, Choi was forced by Kim to undergo his rehabilitation project in hopes of using the criminal skills not in the name of evil, but rather for justice. During this time, he met and befriended fellow criminal Chang Kohan. Since then, the two have attempted to escape from Kim's training with little success, stressed often to the point of comic relief. <laughs> so they're trying to escape from him. But he will never let them but escape. But he'll never let them escape. That's fascinating. Oh my God. Okay. Imagine having a weapon like talons Mm -hmm. or a big iron ball or a big iron ball. In fact, both of these things at the same time attacking a martial artist who's like, I want to use your powers for good (laughs) and not being (laughs) able to that good at Taekwondo. Like what the hell? That's crazy. But they committed a felony. Are they even qualified to enter the King of Fighters tournament? I mean, Geese Hudson killed a guy in the middle of the street in Southtown. Yeah, he lit... Hunt Howard. Geese Howard. Geese Howard. The Geese Hudsons Hudson? are the villainous rich family from the Nancy Drew show we're doing on my other podcast. Ah, easy does it. Mm-hmm. So Nancy Drew says, why don't you ask Geese Howard? Well, the host. And Billy is the uh, stand-in for the host. He has all the reporters rush over to him and he's like, uh, but look, the, uh, the protagonists we actually like are here. <gasps> Terry and the other two. <laughs> I love how you said protagonists. Yes. Yeah. And Keo is leaning against the wall like a real cool guy and he and Terry lock eyes and the camera is like letterboxing on their eyes <gasps> and then they are both standing in a big void filled with flame and game recognise game again. Oh. The show is really pushing these two as like rivals even though they've never said a word to each other. They know though, they know. They know. I never imagined you guys would be entering. Oh, sorry, Billy's English. Oh, I never imagined you guys would be in. Thank you. You're welcome, Patty. <laughs> Hey, you're the host of the King of Fighters tournament, right? You shouldn't insult us. That's rude. And then all the reporters are like, oh my God, he's being so rude. No, no, no. I was just testing your resolve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't uh, trying to get a rise out of you. I'm Billy Kane. I'm a regular, everyday, normal host. Yeah, there's, I'm, I'm not trying to cover for secret sinister plans that are occurring even now. Andy oh, oh, and oh, Mai oh. have a big argument. Why don't you take me along on your adventures? Yeah, Andy. Why don't you do that? And Andy's all like, 
I'm sorry, but you're basically going to be like carry-on luggage if you follow me. Joe's like, you guys should both calm down. They yell at him. Mai's all like, I am more than carry-on, you sick, twisted fuck. Kyo over in the corner is like, this looks like a good opportunity for Benamaru to make a fool of himself. Benamaru, you should go help that beautiful woman. Benamaru looks her up and down and is all like, wow, Mai has he a says, lot of assets. Ah, so big and beautiful. Hmm, such depth in the storytelling. How dare you insult a nice body? I mean, a nice young lady. Oh, I get it because he likes her physicality. Yeah. Because she's a ninja. They call him Broomhead. Joe also calls him Broomhead. He's like, don't call me Broomhead, Broomhead. Everyone's arguing in the distraction. Uh, Terence. Terence just slips into a side room. Billy goes to follow him, but then Keo is like, oh, you're the host. Can't you help my friend out? Is this Keo doing Terry a solid? I think so. Consciously think... being like, I know that Terry's going to want to go and fuck around in Geese Tower because that guy killed his dad. I'm going to make a distraction. It must be right. This must be Keo being smart. Yeah. Three steps ahead. <laughs> And then he has like a moment of, hmm, I wonder what's going on. Yeah. Hard cut. Hard two. cut to basement three. Geese and some goons go into the parking lot. What was the menu? So I took the photo at the exact wrong time so that Geese is actually passing it. But there is very like obviously on the wall here some sort of menu because it said like chef special main dish. Why would they include... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He opens a secret panel in the wall and it reads his palm print and then a secret door opens and then Terry comes and beats up the two guards and sneaks through the secret door and looks through another non-secret door that's open a crack and that's the end of the episode. (gasps) No! What's behind the door? I don't know. Will we ever find out? I hope not. (laughs) I wouldn't mind finding out a little more. Your, Your face immediately went... Fuck. <laughs> Another week of King of Fighters Destiny, the show that I convinced us to watch. <laughs> Tr- truly all my chickens, all my geese are coming home to roost. But we did plan for this because we also have JoJo's OVAs to watch. Exactly. Yeah. From the 90s. Nick, what were our highlights this episode? My highlight probably has to be, um, I want to say my highlight is going to be Terry dodging a fucking bullet. That was pretty cool. After it's been shot. <laughs> well after it's been shot. Too. Like literally a centimetre from his face. Oh, now I dodge. Mm-hmm. What was your highlight, Liam? My highlight was um, was when uh, <laughs> when that fucking idiot in the towel uh, sipped his wine so poorly timed. I was going to pick that, but <laughs> I knew. What was your low light? Uh, my low light were, was the two like attempted sexual assaults. Mm, that does make sense. My low light is probably going to be the... Hang on, what was the order of the episodes again? It went sexual assault episode. Which one? Uh, and then there was an episode in between. Then there was meet the girls. Meet the girls, you're right. My low light probably has to just be the Lolita conversation. Yeah, that was bad. Where it was just like, that's not even a relevant reference anymore, is it? Like, really? Is it still... I think they were referring to a particular... Japanese archetype of women mm. rather than a but Russian still, novel, like, Nick. It's just weird, man. It's just weird that yeah. it's like Lolita, yeah. Very unsettling, yeah. Considering, that's, considering that's a book about a pedophile. Yeah, and I'm like, mm. yeah. I think we can all come together right now and denounce this mysterious unnamed group of alleyway bandits <laughs> for their, com- their problematic opinions on Lolita. If only they knew better. If only they finished college. Sorry, bandits, you've been cancelled. If only they studied a bit of history and went, oh, Lolita was bad. History. Oh, history was bad. 
Everyone what? has a dark past. Okay, moving on. Anyway. Um, so, Nick, what do you think is going to happen next time on King of Fighters Destiny, whether or not we watch it? Well, I feel like Terry's going to get in a fight with Geese Howard and then he's probably going to be either defeated or he's going to run away because Geese needs him in the um And Geese is going to be in fights. this room being like, yes, the seals are weakening on the Orochian. I'm getting its power. Mm. Ha, 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 ha. I mean, maybe? Maybe, I'm not sure. Because otherwise, what's Terry going to see through this door? It could it could just be that pe- the, one of those three items to do with the yeah. seal of the, the magic Orochi. plate or the yeah. Megatama. Yeah, um, and that's how and he's he getting smashes it and it's like, I'm getting the power now. Ooh. Yeah, so then he'll um, run away and be like, oh shit, I don't know what the fuck that is, yeah. but that's powerful shit. Then the King of Fighters tournament will start. Um, um, eventually they, they'll probably knock out like Ralph and Clint or whatever his fucking name is. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. uh, Hydern will be like, no, Rugal Bernstein is the true threat. He took my eye and my picture of my family. What if Rugal fights Haydern in the first round and takes his other eye? <laughs> With that weird so knife sound. I, I feel like Rugal is going to show up maybe after they defeat Geese because I feel like he's after. very much the power behind the throne right now because ah. his, the R is on the R sigil is on the King of Fighters invitation in the opening, but Geese is the public-facing host of the tournament this year. I'm sorry, are you implying that the R in the King of Fighters tournament is Rugal and the R that Geese Howard was phoning is Rugal? Look, I know it's a bonkers theory, but I think it'll bear out. I mean, I just... Liam, I'm... I'm beginning to have second thoughts about the co-host here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there might be a couple more episodes before the tournament itself starts, but we're definitely going to start seeing more weird magic bullshit. And we haven't even seen Yori yet. That's Where's true. Yori? Maybe he's in that room. Because <gasps> if I if I remember that one time we wikipedia King of Fighters lore when Terry came out for Smash, yeah. uh, Yori has like some sort of spiritual connection to the Orochi. Mm. So maybe Geese is like draining his power or something. <laughs> He's listening to his sax playing. Of course. And being like, I'm stuck in this chamber and I don't even have my saxophone. Oh, no. That's what he sounds like. Terrible. And now the most important question of the episode. Are we going to keep watching this show? You really don't want to. I want to move on to bigger and better things. You want to do that JoJo's OVA? I want to do that JoJo's OVA then. Bacciano. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's ditch this for now. Two JoJo's OVAs pending resolving those technical issues from last time. <laughs> I am almost certain we can just download it. Yeah, from somewhere. Archive.org. We wow, found don't it. give away all our secrets. <laughs> Alright, great. Um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Twitter. Yeah! Yeah! What's our Twitter account again? JoJo's Podcast. Or you can, if you really, really like us, you can give us money on patreon.com slash JoJo's World. Or if you're only like us a bit, but are really, really wealthy. Yeah, which is fair. Uh, <laughs> There's sort of a sliding scale there of how much you like versus your liquid assets. If you have a shit ton of money, it's a no-brainer because give it to the creatives of the world. Yeah, me. Is this? Is this? Are we and until next time, money-hungry capitalists to, be to continue. continue.